Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, hello there. We're the Sticky Bun Boys. Now, this week on Bake Off, we learned that not all the bakers actually need to turn up in order to put out an episode. So accordingly, I'll be recording this episode on my own. I promise he's joking. I'm here too. Please don't switch off. It's not going to be boring. I'm here too. I promise. Mm, I think the David Show make a marked improvement. Anyway, I'm David. And I'm not. Welcome to the podcast. This week, we're casting our critical eyes over Bread Week, a favourite of ours. Who doesn't like getting bread? from the shops. Sure, that too. Before we get started, we have some urgent business to attend to, which has caused quite the commotion on Twitter. No, it's not Sandra's hands and whatever they're doing inside his apron pockets. It's to do with croissants. During last week's episode, I quite rightly noted that croissants are sweet, but Michael disagreed. Because I reckon, correctly, that they're savoury. Yes, on the sweeter side, but savoury nonetheless. Anyway, we've argued enough off the podcast, but now we want to conduct our very own sticky bun ballot to see what you all think. Send in your votes by email or find us on social media at Sticky Bun Boys to have your say. I cannot wait to be proven. Thank you for that. Right. Okay, okay, that's enough. Let's get ready. So this week, instead of beating you, I'm just going to sabotage you. So you've got 10 seconds. Recap from last week. Go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You get 60. He gets 60. Go. Okay. So it started off with a macaron challenge. We didn't learn anything about how to make a macaron. There were some strange uh, techniques. Carol said burgers a lot. Uh, Rebs had a disaster, probably. That seems to be what she does. Her cats were like they were bleeding. But Mason's were like saggy carrots, but had lovely quarter of the time not too bad we've got about a third of the time through technical was garibaldi biscuits which was uniformly easy and a bit of a crap challenge because garibaldis don't have chocolate on them there's some iconic work with the feathers 30 seconds um, up oh god shabira shabira and abdul put uh, feathers on their biscuits not the biscuit oh there were biscuits it was biscuit week um but james uh was a snake snake um and then uh what happened next who won that? I don't know. Who, I don't know. Rebs won. Rebs won the Garibaldi. You've got 15 minutes, seconds to do a showstopper. 15 minutes is great. <laughs> uh, the showstopper was Biscuit Masks. That was actually quite good this time. We Ten quite seconds. enjoyed that. Um, but uh, Maxi was great. And uh, Carol's face fell apart, both the mask and hers. And then um, Mason went Time. <sighs> oh, you did that exactly. God, that was very tense. <laughs> it is. It's surprisingly tense, isn't it? And actually, a minute is a lot longer than you think. Mm, well, it doesn't feel like long enough. So... This week, bread. Our favourite. It did feel like less like a bread week than bread week's ever been before. Like it felt like all of the challenges this week just weren't really about the bread. It was all about everything else. Yeah, true. And I think we'll come on to that because the signature was pizza, which I was very excited about actually. And it was two sharing pizzas and they had two hours to do it. Like you were saying with the macarons and the macronage, etc. I felt 
this was all the chat was about the toppings for the pizzas. And we didn't really learn about what they were doing to make their pizzas and why. No. And believe me, I love talking about topping. We will get there shortly. But we do need to pay our respects to the fallen comrades, Abdul and Rebs, who are pulling a holly and Phil and skipping the queue this week. Um, hopefully they'll be back with us next week. What do we think about that, actually, skipping a week? It's a tough one. I mean, that's a difficult decision for the production team to make because the problem with skipping a week is if someone like Rebs, let's, she is the driver of the struggle bus, as we've mentioned in episode one and two, it's kind of not fair if she just then skips bread week, which is notoriously difficult, and then just slides straight but into also, week four. what if she's brilliant at bread? and therefore would have redeemed herself. So there's, there's two sides of the coin. But back in the day, Diana of the Custard, the Custard Thief, Diana the Custard Thief, she was sick one week and had to go home. She wasn't allowed to carry on. But then the year before us, Terry was sick. And then they ended up having a double elimination later. But if they have two people who are off, does that mean two double eliminations late? Like It's quite a lot logistically. Yeah, and people have already watched this program. So we do realise, like Michael, as soon as we found out there was two people, Michael is very forward thinking. I'm not. And Michael just sent me a message saying, well, they're not going to send anyone home and it's going to be a double elimination. You can't send people home when it's two not people... Fair. No, especially for two of them. And it is very difficult for them to pause and reshoot, like shoot an episode a week later because there is so much rigmarole between an episode. Yeah. And also for Rebs and Abdul, it'll have been a bit crap having done all the prep for that week, pretty much got to the tent and then being like, no. Anyway, on to your topping, David. Yeah. Well, I would rather talk about the bottoming because... <laughs> I wanted to know about hydration, what kind of flowers they're using, Italian flowers. Well, hopefully using... with bottoming, you want to have as little hydration as possible. Exactly. But we didn't hear about this. <laughs> a very, very hot oven. Like, uh, do people put malt into their dough? Like, they didn't really say what the pizza base was the most important thing. And they didn't really give a lot of the science or anything about what people were doing apart from the toppings. Toppings are not the most important. No, and all the feedback they gave was basically on the toppings rather than the bread. There was a couple of comments on the bread, but really it wasn't about the dough, which was strange. They only had two hours, though, which isn't a long time for a dough. No, especially a pizza dough. That's, that's why I wanted to know what people were doing, because pizza doughs usually have a long, long proof. What was Paul going around telling people how to knead when kneading you can do whatever? Oh, he did that to me in our year. So he was going to go and do the royal tour and speak to somebody else. And I was kneading by hand and most people were using their mixers. But I I just just didn't know how to use my mixer. So I was using my hands. And he kind of tried to like instill instill some fear into me about being like, oh, is that how you're kneading? How did you learn that? And I was like, well, I just slap it around a bit. Which is what you can do. I mean, you can literally knead any way you want. Well, yeah, slap it around a bit. That's the slap technique. Yeah. That's what Michael does, slap him around a bit. Um, I also think it was interesting that they said that the pizzas had to be sharing size. I think that's a myth, really. Who eats half of a pizza? Exactly. And they weren't sharing size. They were definitely the kind of size I would... I was sharing because there was two of them. Mm, I I don't believe in such negativity, really. I think we don't need that in our lives. There were two pizzas. There were two people. That should have been enough. Exactly. Before the challenge started, Carol was talking about having her lucky big pants on. Her apple catchers. Can you explain what the apple catching is? What are the apples which are being caught by her pants? I don't know. You mentioned that you were middle class because you had a dining room. We had an apple orchard. You had an apple. And I definitely didn't have any apple captures. (laughs) But like, I don't understand what it means. Like, if they're her pants, what is being caught that could be seen as an apple? I think they're so big that you can pull the pants out and then the apples fall off the tree. Because you don't want the apples to fall on the floor. Pull pineapple, shake a tree. Yeah. Lovely. That's good to know. I loved her flavours. Tartiflette pizza sounded lovely. It didn't really go very well for her. No, I think one of the issues that she had, and actually a lot of people do with pizza, if you actually watch people in a professional pizza place, they don't 
put that much toppings on. You actually have quite a small amount of toppings. And she really loaded it. What do you mean by professional pizza? Is that like Pizza Express? Is that professional? Yeah, and Frank Mankers. <laughs> of course, of course. If you'd like to sponsor us, that would be lovely. She did say, who doesn't want more topping? Usually there's not enough topping, which I enjoyed um, and could relate to quite, <laughs> quite intensely. <laughs> I think sometimes Compass Carol is Michael's soundtrack. Basically, every quote I write down has been written by her. Dawn continues to be haunted by the ghost of Mary Berry. Um, with every camera shot, she just looks more and more panicked. <laughs> and she forgot the cheese on her pizza. And they just opened the oven, letting all the heat out and just tossed mozzarella on. <laughs> Dawn using stewing steak. What was she thinking? What is she, that? It's the really cheap bit of steak that takes ages to cook down. And if you put it in a stew for five or six hours, it does go nice and soft. But... You're in the tent. And also, you can get them to do whatever you want. So get some filet. Is it filet or fillet? Fillet steak. Well, if you're being fancy, it's like filet mignon. Yeah. I love the, the dawn. And it's the same in the showstopper as well. She's like, I'm going to do what I like to eat at home. So there. Yeah. I don't, I don't, if I don't want to put it in my cake, I'm not going to put it in my cake, Paul. You deal with that later. That's not my problem. What I like is going into this cake and I will like it. Yeah. Um, and I also loved, and it's during the judging, so it's skipping ahead. Paul called it bland and she went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was upset. Dawn is fast becoming one of my favourite characters in that tent. Absolutely iconic yeah, work. Definitely. Um, James, I think James struggled a bit this week. I mean, one thing, now throwing a little bit of shade on James. A little? He, How unusual for us. <laughs> he posts about his bread on Instagram and he kind of, oh. it's not very good. Oh. It's quite flat. Oh. <laughs> James, come round. I'll give you a lesson on how to do sourdough. If nothing else, just get some very, very strong bread flour. Um, but putting spelt into a pizza dough does need to have a lot of gluten, be quite stretchy. Putting spelt in is not a good idea. And he only like bought it a week ago. Or something. And he did struggle to rise under the pressure. Oh, Michael. It's what he said. Those were his words. Uh, Kevin's eyebrows seem to be permanently within his hairline um this week uh, i really enjoyed kevin this week he was having a real he was having a bit of a nightmare but his personality about it was just like this is shit it's gonna be fine <laughs> yeah he stayed calm i actually unlike michael that can see the future i was thinking that people might be going home this week and from right at the start i was worried for kevin i loved it though when he looked at carol's sea of cheese inside the oven and just went looks great <laughs> and just carried on with his day <laughs> fix on a pizza well, figs anywhere, really. I love figs, but a fresh pig, a fresh, fresh, fresh pig, pig, a fresh pig on a pizza is probably not going to be that That's nice. That's what James was doing. But fresh figs on pizzas. Yeah, I know. Yanush is full English breakfast. Yanush is being the genius creative of this year. Well, no, Yanush this week was just like, what meals do I like? I'll put them into my bakes, <laughs> fish and chips and in full English breakfast. It's so clever the way he made like little meatballs out of the sausages and things. And I love the, because a fried egg on a pizza, that's very classic, but it kind of works well for a full English breakfast. Cooked with a blowtorch. Yeah, I didn't really get, I think it's because you don't want that jelly bit. I don't like that jelly bit of eggs. I'm a sunny side down. What does that mean? No, sunny side up. Well, you flip your fried egg at the end, so it cooks the jelly bit Oh, on I top. don't want the yolk to be cooked. Oh, I, do, I don't. I would rather the yolk was cooked than that snotty. The stuff. whole point of the egg is you get through the white to get to the to the runny bit. Yeah, but you don't want the snotty white. You don't have to want to have to get through snotty like white snotty to get. White. <laughs> we've all we've all mm. had a fair share of snotty white, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was like the rest. We're a bit like, nah. It was. I've got a couple more things I wanted to talk about. Was Shabira's stinky bean, which was making um, <gasps> the urine smell. Yes. Um, I always think about the judges' excretions after each week because when there's lots of food coloring like can you imagine what's hitting that toilet bowl true i never really I mean? thought of that yeah like if i have like one piece of blue icing i'm now just picturing prue doing a wee 
I was thinking more about poo doing a poo, but I suppose she does do weeds as well. Oh, I don't want to, Now I'm picturing her doing a poo as well. <laughs> I mean, actually, if you sit... I don't know how people sit down to do a wee and then don't just do a poo. <laughs> you need to do some pelvic floor exercises. <laughs> no sphincter control. And before we move on, Sandron... Sandro... Sandron... <laughs> Sandron... The large Sandron Collider. <laughs> <laughs> Sandro's something-something stuffed crust, but also his hands in his pockets again during judging. See, I was wanting to think about this when I was watching it and I didn't but then in the technical I did notice that like he really you're right I, it kind of reminds me of a teenager when you're walking out of assembly and you're trying to hide a random erection <laughs> so you just stick your hands in your pockets and things so in, yeah, in your apron pocket you in have. your apron pockets you, as you walk out of assembly <laughs> Yorkshire schools either that or he's got like some kind of like maybe he's got like a pebble that he likes that he kind of uses to like calm is he down. rubbing do you actually see him rubbing well he fiddles ah Sandro, if you're listening, please reach out. Let us know what you're doing in that pocket. And we won't believe you. Um, so, tops and bottoms. Obviously, you don't get it actually ranked. I thought I had Dawn as quite bottomy. I had Carol, Carol and Dawn were bottoming, but I think Sandra and Janusz were at the top. Uh, yeah, I had Maxi as well because her base was so thick. It wasn't really a pizza. The rest of them at least got that But Americans concept. like that, don't they? Well, that's what... Pre- I mean, actually, it's Sicilian, and that's because most of America is Sicilian Italians. But yeah, you can have a deep pan pizza, but not like that. It's usually done in a pan. Like, right. that was just a badly made pizza, I think. But <laughs> I put Sandra at top above... Um, above Janusz. Above Janusz, yeah. Uh, I can't really remember. It was in a heart, and it was chilly. Janusz had... His crust was very bad. He had overbaked it, whereas right. Sandra's did just look like it come from Domino's, which is what you want. I think it'd be the shits. Anyway, please do sponsor us, Domino's, if you are listening. <laughs> <laughs> so on to the technical the technical slightly confused me are we going to have another debate here they had to do a dozen parisans in two hours 45 minutes can you say panoraisin again parisans. <laughs> said it differently that time well it's, it's it's bread week that's a pastry famously yeah i mean they kept on calling it pastry like you can't just say because it's yeasted because danish pastries are yeasted croissants are yeasted uh uh, a pastry. It wasn't yeast week, it was bread week. Yeah, exactly. Granted, pan does mean bread, but it wasn't a yeast week, so I felt a bit confused by it. However, I thought it was a good technical challenge. It was just like in the wrong place for me. I agree. This week, I really enjoyed the fact that Signature Technical and Showstopper were all quite challenging. They weren't easy. And a pan raisin, in that amount of time... Oh, sorry? Pan raisin <laughs> is really difficult that is tough it's really hard um and i identified with carol again when she said i ate technicals <laughs> um i thought it was a, a difficult challenge actually and the instructions were hard and it was relying on quite a lot of of knowledge uh, in terms of creme pat and lamination and like the challenge was really good it was just like in a weird place yeah and even if you're doing some things right if you did one thing wrong, you could still fail. It's one of those challenges where you kind of had to hit everything correctly. What was one of my favorite bits of the challenge that then Nick was laughing too loud, so I didn't miss some of it, was Dawn's interaction <laughs> with Matt about the theater. I loved that. So she went to see him in a play and fell asleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about, oh, the theater's the best place to go to sleep. And then she references a play that he was in. And then she said that it was boring and fell asleep, which is absolutely iconic. Absolutely so I work in theaters. You would be amazed at what you see in theaters. People die there all the time all the time you probably sat in the theater with a dead person but we're going to swiftly move on wow from that um, um, did you hear her say about creme pat um don't be scared of it treat it with absolute dis uh, absolute content <laughs> and then moving on to kevin who then was like make creme pat with my eyes closed 
and then failed. Uh, <laughs> it's all it's the it's the Bake Off curse. He said, "I thought it would firm up. I didn't see this coming." And well, it won't. It won't come, um, Kevin, if it's not firm. That's the problem. Um, he seemed very depressed again. He was having a horrible time. Just yeah. him staring into his oven with fury. <laughs> oh, Kevin, I just I really felt for him, but I I thought he handled it in like the best way for television because it was just so funny. I think I was just so nervous every time I saw Kevin because I love Kevin. I want him to stay, and I really did think he might be going this week. He had taken over as driver of the struggle bus this week. I think. Yeah. Um, Maxi just seems to be unable to panic. True. Just so calm the entire way through, saying she doesn't know what she's doing when I think she probably does, having a wonderful time uh, and always succeeding. I wish I was like her. Yeah, we'll see if she if she jumps on the struggle bus because Revs will be back next week driving it. <laughs> you never know. She might really, really love Mexico. She might do. Loving Mexico doesn't mean you can do their bakes, though. Let's see. Well, yeah. um, judging wise, once again, some of the judging was, oh, there's too much icing on this. There isn't even meant to be icing on, so shut up. <laughs> That's my view on that one. Um, but judging, I thought it was quite good. Like, Carol was at the bottom. Kevin didn't Just second bottom. get to the soggy. Um, and then top three, James, then Maxie, the wonderful Maxie who can't do anything wrong. Who said she was so worried about her little buns. But they got second place because she's, so she's quite proud of them. Do you know what? Buns of all shapes and sizes should be accepted, Maxie. So please don't worry about the size. Exactly. And they were accepted. You got second with those, Maxie. Absolutely. And Yanush topped which was very surprising. <laughs> we love Janusz. He's clearly very good at what he's doing, isn't he? I think he's giving me he's giving me final vibes, but I also feel like normally just before the end of a series, somebody thinks thinks should be there gets knocked out. Yeah. And he's yeah. giving me that vibe. And then Twitter will go mental. And also we've got Maxi, who is doing very, very well, but seemingly being nervous. Then we've got Janusz, who is smashing it and loving it while he's doing it. Just chatting about gay clubs in Brighton with Matt. Exactly. Having a wonderful time. Love it. Anyway, so moving on to the showstopper, the Schmorgestarter. Schmorgestarter. They seem to say a different thing every single time they say I it. I liked that Noel gave up towards the end and was yeah. just like, salt horse, or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Anyway, Schmorgestarter is basically a sandwich cake from Sweden, and they had four and a half hours, so that's a lengthy time. It had to be topped with savoury decorations as well. I started off like, ugh. What is this? And then as it went on, I was like, this is a great challenge. They've got to make bread, cool it enough they can slice it, and then assemble it into a cake. And we've never actually seen a savoury cake on Bake Off before. And that's what this was. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and challenging because we're always used to doing buttercreams in different ways. But this had to look like buttercream, but savoury. So people aren't used to this. But not be buttercream. Yeah. Yet again, I wanted to know what they were doing. Like, the the bread got a, was like secondary to the fillings, which was interesting. But I was like... What, what are the breads? How are the breads being baked? How is that working? And also, what are they using as icing? That's what I was most interested in, because obviously you can think, like there was little hints where people were talking about mousses or uh, cream cheese, but I wanted to know, like there's all these different ones and some of them looked better than others. All of them looked really good, the icings actually, yeah. but they were icings. The icings, not icings. But what were they? I, I wanted to know. It was a strange thing because actually we've lost bakers, so there was more time to tell us about what they were doing. Yep. But yeah, it was weird. Overall though, I thought, a good challenge. I genuinely enjoyed this challenge. Yep. And I also loved seeing Carol. So I did the same thing whenever we were making bread. I would always try to get my, my dough into the proving drawer before Paul came anywhere near us when he starts <laughs> walking around doing his like shark eyes. Um, and so Carol, like rushing through the kneading to try and make sure that she could get it away from him was absolutely brilliant. I was actually a little bit worried for Shabira this week. Shabira, and Shabira. Shouldn't have been. I do sometimes think when people do flavours like Stinky Bean and putting little peanuts around the bottom of your cake and things. I do sometimes think, oh, is this going to be a bit too fat, especially for Prue and Paul's taste? Yeah. I loved that they loved it. I mean, 
Prue did say it was unusual. It's like, well, it's not unusual for Malaysians, is it? Like, <laughs> unusual for you, Prue. should qualify that. But they really did. I mean, I've gone right to the judging, but they loved it. And I loved the idea of the flavours as well. I can't remember what her flavours were. There was lots of chilli, because she basically did a Malaysian-style oh, chicken yes, in the middle. I remember. She had... Oh, I can't even think of everything. And it looked now. really stunning, actually, as well. Yeah, it's really quite hard good. to think about the flavor pairings, which is quite interesting. But that's it's basically just MasterChef at this point. Um, I loved again that Dawn was like, "I'm going to do souvlaki without the bits I don't like," um, which which Paul ribbed into her for. And I was like, "Well, why? Like, yeah, it can be souvlaki inspired. It can be the stuff that she likes. Why would she put something into something that she doesn't want to eat?" Yeah, I would only say if you're thinking about the briefs, you don't always have too long to think about the briefs. But maybe she could have thought of something. I'm that always she thinking likes. about briefs. <laughs> she could have thought of something that she likes. And she could have included into the bake. Like, it is strange to think of something that then I'm you're... I'm not taking this attack on Dawn. Absolute nonsense. Dawn, Dawn you're perfect. You. There was nothing wrong with what you did. I'm on your side. You are perfect. And your style. I love that scarf. James is continuing to base all of his bakes on the tattoos on his leg. So it depends how many tattoos he's got for how many weeks he will last. Let's have a look on Instagram his tattoos and try and guess next week <laughs> what he's going to bake. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He was using squid ink to colour his dough. I've always chosen charcoal why why what's the difference so well, apart from the obvious they're different things they will give a similar color the thing with squid ink is it's got a slightly fishy taste so oh. if you're making something that is going to have fish in it like you're making black bow buns that have got like a crispy fish inside fair enough anything else you're right go what, charcoal was his a fish cake no i don't think it was fish cakes that would have been a good pun for someone to use oh yes too late too late i can't remember what was in his bake because no, I, I can't very tired. kevin's was a fish pie kevin's was a fish pie he can't cook but he can bake and I can relate to that. I find cooking very stressful, yeah. but baking is fine. He also can't bake bread. <laughs> he had a terrible week and that bread. Okay, oh, sorry. At least he can, knew it was heavy. Can you bake bread? Yes, I can. How did bread week go um, for you? Just look at my Instagram. <laughs> How, yes, does, how was true. bread week for you? You can bake bread and then have problems. Because thank you. I can imagine his bread. Because at least one of the things I don't get is when people are disillusioned. You know, when something's going wrong and they think it looks okay. Like I remember one week on um, Bake Off years and years ago and someone was doing a buttercream and they were just didn't have a clue and they were slapping on this curdled mess and then they were surprised when someone says that's not worked whereas kevin knew things were going wrong he knew there wasn't enough air in his bread he knew it wasn't light enough <laughs> i just loved the and there was no disintegration it was like within the first hour of this entire weekend of filming he went this is gonna be awful <laughs> yeah. and then just resigned himself to riding the sad little wave until the end um i would like to, to do an honorable mention for the mason school of using equipment wrong oh, i was definitely um, gonna come on to this maxi next deciding to beat uh, slap into submission some uh, mayonnaise whereas janush just did it properly with a whizzer when you use a hand blender it genuinely takes about 30 seconds <laughs> if you do it with a whisk and a ball because i've had to do that without a hand blender it takes about 30 minutes <laughs> the mason school of using outdated technology absolutely perfect Maxi's now apart from the fact that she could say the showstopper correctly schmogerstarter uh, just like me she said she was going to use swedish things and then just basically did like egg and crack like it was very british it looked delicious i even loved the way she literally just did a circle cut it in half offset it and it straight away made it look dynamic and a bit different but i was slightly disappointed with the flavors that didn't seem very Swedish. There was I, no rolled herrings in there. Um, I liked that Paul said that um, Sandra looked like a proper meat feast. Um, 
Twitter, I'm sure, will have agreed. Yeah, but he had the error of having one sauce that dominated everything, which you can do sometimes, especially if you like the sauce yourself. One sauce to rule them all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So they all did pretty well in these showstoppers, I have to say. Top of the week was Janusz, and I agreed. I thought Fish and Chips was a brilliant idea, not just in concept, but in execution. It was fabulous. We didn't even speak about that. Yeah, his bread cake was the best of them all. Like, it was absolutely iconic so inventive just he's just again throwing full meals at his bakes but like the tartar sauce in there as well it looked stunning like it was just so many elements it looked delicious he was his was the one that i actually wanted to eat yeah and i and i love a fish finger sandwich anyway but like i wouldn't have thought of putting it into a cake just his inventiveness is just it's lovely a lovely star caker this week but no soggy bottom or do we say there was three soggy bottoms because compost carol dawn and kevin all struggled and had the cameras on them but none of them oh, went i home. didn't think dawn for some reason yeah, you're right dawn's final bake perhaps didn't look quite as elevated as everybody else's but i didn't have it down in the bottom for me it was carol or kevin yeah I, in my head i was just thinking poor old kevin he's going but then so then here what in the world of double negative was happening because matt said i have the horrible job of announcing who is going home <laughs> But then no one went home. So therefore, yeah. the horrible job is that no one went home. Which so he horrible. wanted someone to go home. Exactly. Matt, why do you hate the bakers? And why do you wear that horrible blue jacket? <laughs> he doesn't choose that jacket. You know they don't choose those clothes. <laughs> Prue dresses like a Lego each week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Elmer, the, the elephant, just walked through her wardrobe and went, this one. <laughs> now, we've already uploaded a whole lot of gossip to our OnlyFans. Otherwise known as our Patreon. Yes, yes. But surely they know that by now. So we've decided to mix things up a little bit this week yes indeed so inspired by this week's bakes although very loosely because as we've discussed there was barely any bread visible we're going to be uploading our very own favorite bread recipes exclusively for you lovely lot you lucky things producer alex play the ad are you hungry for more sticky buns each week well look no further than our only flans otherwise known as our patreon it's full of all the bits we couldn't cram into each episode my pronouns are we he <laughs> Behind the scenes tea. Nick got the followers. I just put Nick out there to get followers. Plus access to an exclusive online community where you can join us and all your fellow Soggy Bottoms for a natter and a gossip. Head over to patreon.com forward slash stickybunboys to find out more. See you there. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, so the inbox is ever bursting. So I thought what we'd do to start off with would do some quick fire questions. So you've got like a 10 second answer for each person. Are you oh, ready? Okay, to get rid of some of them. Make, make some of them. Make room for some more. We're uh, we're we're answering all of our valued <laughs> valued audiences' questions. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> First off, Jen says, "How do you know when your bread is done proving specifically ciabatta?" Well, that's a tough one. I mean, generally, you can overprove bread better than underproving, and ciabatta you can really overprove. So if you overprove, it will collapse eventually. But don't worry about it. Most people underprove. I find if you get two fingers and stick them right in the middle, they have to be separate, not together. So two fingers right in the middle, um, and then you pull them out again. You, that should leave two holes that fill up halfway. Yes. There you go. Uh, Katie, why do Chelsea buns or any sweet doughs go tough? Anything that's enriched, if they've got uh, butter in it, like that actually goes hard. And also a lot of the moisture comes out of the bread because there's lots of sugar in there. It absorbs the moisture. So they go hard. There you go. Chuck says, is focaccia really just Italian fry bread? No, it's focaccia. Focaccia you bake, fry bread you fry. Follow up question. And does it really need an overnight proof? I'm going to assume focaccia. You don't have to. There are speedy ways of doing it, but it is much better. The longer the proof, the better for focaccia. Oh, I've never done an overnight proof for a focaccia. Oh, it's really good. But you don't have, there are speedy ways of doing it. You can make like a little sponge first, or you can just have it really warm and really, really hydrated. Not a Victoria. Um, he means like you, you kind of basically start the... You start the yeast going and then you add everything else. But it's a quick fire set session, so we're not going to talk about that anymore. Uh, Caroline says, in biscuit week, when the judges were judging the signature macarons, they kept talking about feet. What did they mean? Macarons having feet. Thanks so much and keep it up. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a little crispy bit around the edge of the macaron. And actually, at the start of Bake Off, you know, they have the introduction bit. Yeah. It's so old now. The macarons in there are terrible. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I've never noticed that before. They are very good feet. That child must be very old. Yeah. Who are they? I want them to... So it's now, what, it's 14, series 14 this year? Yeah. So that means that when they were, say they were seven, seven out of 14 is 21. Yeah, 21. (laughs) (laughs) So she'll be like, she'll be in her 20s. She can drink and drive. She could apply for Bake Off. Oh God, maybe she'll finally put that raspberry on the final bottom right-hand corner. The next person is Rachel. Rachel says, I'm actually glad the challenges are going back to basics. I think the Instagram challenges weren't for home bakers and took away from the essence of the show. What do you think? I half agree with her. I think it's a balance of having them too simple. But I do agree, it's really nice to have things that people can go away and try themselves. And some of the 
more complicated technicals. And you're not going to do the showstoppers, but the signatures and technicals, it is nice if people can have a go. I always feel like the signatures and technicals should be stuff that's achievable. And the showstopper should be something that's like maybe like one step out of reach. Yeah. So something that you're kind of challenging yourself and pushing towards. And I think this week, yes, this, this series actually, yes, it's been lovely seeing them be able to do bakes that are more achievable and you're seeing them succeed more but then on the flip side i'm also like it's a tv show and like i want like i want a bit of something happening like and i know i know that perhaps our series it did feel like the um i'm like a bit of betty now but it felt like the the difficulty of the challenges was increasing 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 and then after our series it's kind of dropped down again because there's lots of criticism which is completely fair but if you look at our biscuit week signature we had to make uh, a chocolate coated biscuit which had to ha- have chocolate on all sides ideally tempered biscuit and two other elements and we had like two hours 15 minutes or something and then the following year they had to make florentines which is just yep. put it in a bowl and done which a lot of us made as pa- that's the kind of thing you make as part of to put on you just stick on your show right but then i completely agree with rachel like people wouldn't then try those chocolate biscuit bars at home because who wants to yeah but they will try people's florentines so i think for the signature absolutely but i do want the showstoppers to have a bit more about them because then there's stakes for me to like chew on a bit my issue this year has been when they're adding when the technical is so simple that they're adding things on like dipping them in chocolate and feathering when that's got nothing to do with the garibaldi and would actually spoil the biscuit yeah that was a strange choice but the pan raisin was it oh as you said the pan raisin that was a really good challenge i thought because it was a, a genuine bake people know what it is but there's a lot of stuff going into it and lots of skills going into it people don't necessarily know yeah but don't dribble the white stuff on top Oh, was a lot of gratuitous oozing, wasn't there? <laughs> I also thought, actually, it was interesting because they got custard week this week. So, so using a custard already early on in the series kind of spoils the potential for people not knowing how to make creme pat later in the season. I love custard. I can't wait for that week. It's going to be, be my favourite week. week. What other custard? Let's not get there. There's, there's going to be a whole week about that. So that's what we think, Rachel. The next one is... Um, it's a story. I will settle in. Settle in, everyone. Story time. This is from Anon, David's favourite. Let's call him Matt. I think we're on Matt now. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. My husband likes to make jams. He was knocking out these amazing batches of raspberry jam and we were using it on toast and in various baking endeavours. Then, on one fateful trip to Wagamama's, he had the chocolate wasabi cake. He was so enamoured with the sweet heat that he started looking into what might spice up his raspberry jam. So... He started with habanero peppers. He'd puree them and add the smallest amount to his jam until he found a nice balance. And he did a really amazing job. It was sweet with heat, but avoided the peppery taste from overpowering the jam. It was a huge success. Well, then that night we started fooling around and he was working some finger magic on me. (laughs) Suddenly I sat up. Something was burning, burning hard. Turns out. No matter how many times you wash your hands after working with habanero peppers, that oil just doesn't come off. We now refer to the incident as hot cross buns. <laughs> You've been warned. Well, that wasn't a fun story, Michael. That was kind of like tense, cringing face from halfway through. Actually, I cringed at wasabi chocolate cake and then cringed at... Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Oh dear, I've got all tense. David's literally gone flushed. <laughs> also, I was working out, I was trying to think where this, because it's a non, I didn't know whether where the finger magic was going. Well, that's true. One would assume the buns means... Now, yeah, once you said hot cross buns. So first I was picturing something else. Yeah. And then after the hot cross buns, I was like, oh, so now I've had two experiences you of some burning. You made a heterosexual assumption there. 
Yeah, I did. You yeah, didn't you? I would have thought people had more taste to order a chocolate wasabi cake. <laughs> Producer Alex is kind of in a ball in the corner, so we're going to move on. <laughs> the final question. Is I, for... Can I just say that I love that story? That is an absolutely iconic story. Because we've all done it where you've touched your eye, but that is brilliant. <laughs> you touch something else. And everyone else, please don't wipe your bum with that hand. Um, use the other one or someone else's. And use toilet paper. But yes, but your hand is touching the toilet paper first. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Or just do a ghost poo. No toilet paper needed. Um, although you don't know that until you've... Yeah, anyway. Um, we would love to hear more stories like that, please. So if you are a Lycanon and you have a... Well, it was kind of a nice combination of a soggy bottom, really, wasn't it? A spicy bottom, really. Um, anyway, the, the next person is actually someone who's familiar to most people, I think. Their name is Christelle. Yes. Yes, it's that one. She says... Everyone I fancy is in a relationship. Please help. Now, Christelle, you could just speak to me. I'm not actually in a relationship at the moment. David is, to be fair. Christelle, like, I think she's just using the wrong dating app. If she stops using miso for a while, people (laughs) might finally get on board. Every single thing she makes has miso in it. Christelle is gorgeous. Yes, that's actually true. This is a public service announcement. Christelle deserves an absolutely brilliant human. So please do get in touch if you're interested and we will do some vetting. Um, and also, all you'd say to anyone out there who is also gorgeous, get out of your relationship because Christelle is coming for you. <laughs> yes. If you would like to leave your partner and enter a relationship with Christelle, please get in touch. We're more than happy to sort that out for you. Sticky bun bays. Sticky bun <laughs> Sticky bun bays. Sticky bun bays. At gmail.com. <laughs> that's our new dating profile. It's sticky bun bays at gmail.com sticky bun bays at gmail.com and yep we'll set you up with Christelle (laughs) and that's that for this week you'll have to wait a whole week to hear from us again unless you just rewind and listen again I actually record this podcast and I listen at least twice when it comes out (laughs) David is famously uh, our biggest fan really Uh, but please do keep letting people know about the podcast and remember to subscribe so that our dulcet tones drop into your phones every Friday morning without you having to do anything else do take a moment to rate and review us and remember to join us on social media at Sticky Bun Boys especially this week for our Sticky Bun Ballot and if you have a soggy bottom situation which we simply must hear about such as this week's uh, what were they called? Hot Cross Buns Hot Cross Buns then do drop us a line at stickybunboys at gmail.com or a message over on Twitter or Instagram that's your lot we'll see you next week for Mexican Week in the tent and remember keep them sticky Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. 
Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.